All right, so I came across this book that was recommended to me called Irresistible by Adam Alter. And I want to read to you something to kind of go along with the video that we just watched. Uh, for those of you that are listening to us on the podcast, we just watched Connect uh, from uh, Kurt Cameron and a really good uh, thing to give us an overview of what we're going to be doing. This is the prologue. Never get high on your own supply. Listen to this. At an Apple event in January 2010, Steve Jobs unveiled the iPad. What this device, this is what he said, what this device does is extraordinary. It offers the best way to browse the web, way better than a laptop and way better than a smartphone. Goes on to say, it's an incredible experience. It's phenomenal for Mel. It's a dream to type on. We're talking Steve Jobs here selling his own product. For 90 minutes, Jobs explained why the iPad was the best way to look at photos, uh, listen to music, take classes on iTunes U, browse Facebook, play games, and navigate thousands of apps. He believed everyone should own an iPad. But he refused to let his kids use the device. Think about it. In late 2010, Jobs told New York Times journalists that his children had never used the iPad. Listen to what he says. We limit how much technology our kids use in the home. We limit how much technology, he says. All right, the uh, journalists discovered that other tech giants imposed similar re restrictions. Chris Anderson, former editor of Wired, enforced strict time limits on every device in his home. Listen to what he said. Because we have seen the dangers of technology firsthand. His five children were never allowed to use screens in their bedrooms. Evan Williams, founder of Blogger, Twitter, and Medium, bought hundreds of books for his two young sons, but he refused to give them an iPad. Leslie Gold, the founder of an analytic company, imposed a strict no-screen-time-during-the-week rule on her kids. She softened her stance only when they needed computers for schoolwork. Walter Isaacson, who ate dinner with the Jobs family while researching his biography of Steve Jobs, told the analyst this, or the journalist this, no one ever pulled, listen to this, he's talking about his family eating dinner with him, no one ever pulled out an iPad or computer the kids did not seem addicted at all to devices. It seems as if the people producing the products were following the cardinal rule of drug dealing. 
Think about this. Seems that they're following the cardinal rule of drug dealing. Never get high on your own supply. I'll put it out there for the world to buy it, but I'm not going to allow my kids to have it. Think about that. So what are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm telling you there's something to this. And we need to think about this. And I, I don't, I'm not going to say that you should never, you know, not, never let your kids have a phone, never, you know, whatever. But I'm, I'm telling you, we need to definitely look into and understand uh, this concept and be able to have the right guidelines. Everybody say guidelines. We need to develop the right guidelines for our kids. And I want you to, to understand one more thing. We're going to do a lesson on this. But how many of you guys know we'll probably do another lesson in two, two years, and there'll be new products and new things that come out. This is the world that we live in, and we can't ignore it. We can't turn our face from it. We can't walk away from it. We have to deal with it as it comes. All right? So I wanted to read you one more thing in here. One of Instagram's founding engineers. This is Instagram, or as my daughter calls it, the Gram. All right? realized he was building an engine for addiction. Listen to what he says. There's always another hashtag to click on. All right? Then it takes on its own life like an organism, and people can become obsessive. Instagram, like so many other social media platforms, is bottomless. Facebook has an effortless feed. Netflix automatically moves on to the next episode in a series. Tinder encourages users to keep swiping in search of a better option. There's always, it's bottomless. There's always more. So this is where we're at. This is what we're dealing with. We could go through some more statistics and talk about how, how much, and we'll go, we'll go into some of that in this first lesson. But I want us to understand that this is a very, very relevant issue that we need to deal with. So he talked about tech neck. That's somebody, you ever heard of that? Tech neck is somebody who's, they've got a, they're constantly looking down at their phone. Have you ever seen that tech neck? You guys, let's say a prayer for this fly, this demon-possessed fly that has been here for weeks bugging me. Can we do that? Can we rebuke this fly? Yeah, I'm on podcast. Sorry about that. <laughs> okay, so everything right now is being built with... Uh, when, it's, when you're talking about Instagram and Snapchat and all these different things, they're being built with what's being called a reward system, okay? A reward system. So basically, as you jump into, you're, you feel that reward, and that's where, that's where it comes in. So we're going to talk about this, and I'm going to talk to you real quickly and give you an overview before we dismiss. I want to give you an overview of the five lessons that we're going to be covering, okay? So as I said, one of these lessons I know we're going to have to do uh, two in one night, but but uh, but. You know, I'll just talk to, talk to you about like we're doing it nightly. So, in the first night, we're doing understanding your child's mind. All right, understanding your child's mind. And I want all of the young people here. Everybody's looking at brother brother Jared 
with a big frown on their face thinking, oh, now mom and dad's going to take my phone away. <laughs> All right. So they're, they're going to do what they want to do. But you understand, you need to understand something, that your parents are here to protect you. All right. Uh, I, I've, I've looked at people before, told them, I said, my job is to protect my family. That's my job. All right, if I don't do that, I'm not doing what God's called me to do. One of my greatest callings is to parent my children, to be the father that they need. So what is being done, they're doing for your own good. And I think that it's important for every young man and every young woman to come alongside your parents and in agreement, be able to be open with them and say, this I love to go to, this I love to, but it is not good for me. Amen? All right, so lesson number one, we're understanding your child's mind. The psychological and biological reason that our kids seem to be turning into zombies. Just constantly looking down, constantly looking, constantly. They're, they're, you know, you walk in, you walk into a restaurant, you look over, there's the, there's the uh, three children, mom and dad, and all five of them sitting there looking. And don't look at me that way. I know your kid's done it too. My kids have done it. There have been times whenever I've texted my wife or texted my daughter whenever we're at the dinner table. <laughs> yeah, Pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Too much of looking down and everything. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Uh, like Kirk Cameron said, he calls it tech neck. Tech neck. All right. So next time you see your kid, you say, ah, oh, that's tech neck. I know what that is. All right. Um, so we're going we're gonna to hear from a neurosurgeon and neuroscientist. Um, he's, he talks about, like I just talked uh, got done saying apps like Snapchat, fa Facebook, and Instagram are built on a reward system that preys on children's developing brains. Okay, so what is going on on your in your children's brains? There, it's different for us and what it is children. Okay, they, he gets into the paths and everything and how that that they're connecting different things and even talks about how that if you're not using your brain in certain ways, then your brain, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's not being used in the way that it needs to, and it says that it purges those things. So it's very important. All right, the second lesson that we're going to go through is the spiritual battle. And this is what we're hearing uh, uh, here with Pastor Ken Graves uh, from Calvary Chapel. He talks about the spiritual battle. Why would Satan aim at children? That's lesson number two that will be coming up on Tuesday night. Why would Satan aim at children? And the answer, one of the answers to that, and I feel like that it's multiple things that we'll be bringing out, but one of the answers to that is that our children and the next generation is a threat. There's potential that's there. All right, they're a threat, so neutralize the threat. And if you can't neutralize them, handicap them. Come on now. 
If you can't neutralize them, then handicap them and, and get them where at their young age where we read, I believe it's in Corinthians where it talks about that we should attend upon, during that time, attend upon the Lord without distraction and care for the things of the Lord all right, and, and allow ourselves to be to, to become the man, the complete man, that's able to teach anywhere you put them. All right, when we're supposed to be spending time doing that and becoming who we need to be for our marriage and who we need to be for our uh, uh, for our our parenting, who we need to be when when God needs to be molding us. What the devil's doing is distracting us. That's what it says to attend upon the Lord without distraction. So if he can distract our kids at ages 12 and 13 and 14 and 15, if he can distract them at those ages when they should be attending upon the Lord and when they should really be getting settled into their beliefs, but, but he's, they've got so much information and so much stuff that's moving to them at that point, then he's won. They, they, you know, they may not walk away from the faith. With this, it, they may walk away from the faith, but they may, if they don't walk away from the faith, then he can at least distract them from when they get older of being the parent that they need to be. And you see what happens. So if 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 this person, if we're not the parents that we need to be, and don't restrict our kids and help our kids during this season, then they grow up not being the parent, and then they grow up. You see what I'm saying? So we just see that. That uh, generation after generation, all right? So if he can get a foothold in the Jared Davis family now, then he'll have a foothold in the Jared, Jared Davis family for a long time until somebody stands up. All right, so understanding your child's mind. Number two, the spiritual battle. So Calvary Chapel, he's teaching us that our children have potential and that's the reason why that Satan wants to put a stop to it. There's a lot that goes into there and I'm really excited about about getting into that. So again, first lesson tomorrow night understanding your child's mind, second lesson Tuesday night the spiritual battle and then we go into how to connect with your kids. And this is very important. Probably my favorite of all the videos is this one right here, all right? Dr. Kathy Cook uh, of Celebrate Kids, she spent her whole life uh, on, on, on kids, on children, trying to, to, to help children. So what can parents do to answer problems with solutions? That's the one, Brother Middleton, that you were talking about. They got the points on there. She'll have all of those. And then what's great is she doesn't just put the five problems out there, the five lies out there, but then we cover the five truths. So when we go on Wednesday night, we're not just going to understand what the problem is, but we're going to have solutions when we walk away on Wednesday night. So I'm really looking forward to that. She talks about uh, uh, how we need to be in a relationship with God and in a relationship with our kids. Man, she covers a lot in there. One of the things that she says that I feel like is very important is she's telling us that in our lives as parents, we are showing our kids what is important. Now remember, your children want to please you. All right? It's a natural thing. They want to please their parents. 
As a matter of fact, uh, I, could, I could probably go to the majority of the men that are in here and ask you what your favorite football team is, and I guarantee you that your children probably, that's their favorite football team. Most of the time. All right, we can go talk about favorite basketball. We can talk about this and that. Most of the time, you're going to see that influence on there. My kids are are Sooners fans, and they got to stay Sooners fans. My daughter came in the other night with a Kentucky Wildcats uh, shirt on, and I rebuked the devil right out of her. <laughs> I'm on podcast. Okay, you can cut that out, Colby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but when you when you see that, usually it's generational, and not just with sports, but with other things. You'll see it's generational. Why? Because they want to please you. They like what you like. If you're a hunter, they'll probably be it now and all the time. And I think we need to pay attention to our kids and be able to get into what they want to do as well. But they naturally are drawn to the things that you're drawn to. What does that mean? That means we have a responsibility to show them that church and God and 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 our religion and and really and and those are important. I want you. I always talk about how that we can't serve religion. I believe that. I don't think that it needs to be that. I believe we need to have a relationship with God. But I also believe that you need to have a devotion. You need to have a prayer life. You need to have these things that may be disciplines in your life. You may not feel like reading the Bible, but your kids need to see you reading the Bible. Why? Because there needs to be put a priority in their minds. This must be important. If there's not a day that goes by that dad doesn't read, then it must be important. I think I'll pick my Bible up. If he's trying to get through the Bible in a year, then I'm going to try to get through the New Testament in a year. Can you say amen? So what are you saying, Brother Jared? I'm telling you that this is vital when we're trying to connect with our kids and we're trying to train them up in the way that they should go, that we need to be able to show them. I love what somebody said, said, you know, most things are caught and not taught. All right? Amen? They're caught, not taught. All right? So we have to, to do things. It is important to be faithful. Amen? Why? Because you're training your children. All right? It is. She's going she's gonna, to she's gonna nail it down, but, and I'm not trying to, to uh, you know, I'm just, you know what, we'll just wait till she says it. It'll be easier when she says it. No, but it is important to be on time. Amen? It is important. You're, you're showing a priority to your children. We know Sister Kelly was out doing something. She's, she came in late because she was helping mom and dad. So, <laughs> But it is important. It's vital. Why? You're training your children. You're showing them. This is so important that I'm going to show up. I'm going to be there when it, when, when it, when it first goes. What, whatever you show up. Two on time, every time. You know, you, you don't go to your job. I can't hide behind this pulpit. So <laughs> I'm going to try to. I'm just telling you, you know as well as I do that what you put priority on, your kids are going to see that. So you're going to teach them by what you're doing. It's a relationship with God that we need to show them and then building a relationship with them. So she goes into this. Dr. Kathy Cook goes into this. And, man, I'm telling you, it is really good. So that's going to be on Wednesday night. And then lesson number four is what history teaches us. What history teaches us. If you gain control 
Uh, listen, this is so good. If you gain control of the hearts and the minds of the children and separate them from their parents, then you can spread your ideas throughout the world. Who had this mentality? Hitler did. Think about it. If I can educate them and teach them and pull them away from mom and dad's beliefs, that's what's going on in the indoctrination right now in our country. Amen? That's the reason why we have a Christian school here. All right? We kind of like what we're teaching a little better than what they're teaching. Amen? Hallelujah. So it's important. All right? So whatever captures the hearts and minds of the children controls the future. Think about that. Whatever captures the hearts and whatever captures the minds of the children controls the future. And you can't expect them. You can't expect for God to capture their heart when they're spending at the most six hours at church uh, and they're spending that in one day on Facebook or that in one day on Instagram. So, you know, we have to... Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's really good. Say that again. What they're saying on the video is that they're saying that the Instagram, the likes, and the different stories, and the interaction online, Instagram and Facebook, and all the social different different social media platforms, it's taking away the need. It's filling that need to socialize. So you'll see where they have 2,000 friends on Instagram or whatever, but but they have no friends, and it's and they don't feel that they're missing anything. When they go, are around people, they'd rather be on their phone. It's because that phone is filling that need to socialize. Because there's times whenever all of us feel, hey, we, we need to get out. We need to see people. You know, we need to socialize with people. Well, our kids that are on those social media platforms for an unlimited amount of time, they're getting that need fulfilled. So not only are they fulfilling that need and not socializing with anyone else, but they're not communicating in their own family, which is dire one of the things that that they bring out too is that uh, in that in in the video connect is that these people that are saying that it's a family and they had a, a daughter who was on social media and they said she had like 2,000 friends or whatever but yet in the on the weekends she, uh, her mom would say what are you doing this weekend she'd say nothing and she'd say well you know why aren't you going somewhere with your friends why aren't you and and she said I don't have any friends and her mom would refer back and say, man, you got over 2,000 people, you know, over. But I don't have any friends. It's, it's not authentic, all right? It's not authentic. You can go on, you can say what you want to on Facebook and feel like that you're not held accountable for it. 
you would do things on Facebook and Instagram and say things that you would never say to somebody to their face. Amen? One of the things that I've tried to teach my, my family is that don't ever, don't ever put anything on Instagram that you don't want the world to see or Facebook that you don't want the world to see. Matter of fact, I said this. Don't ever allow, even friends, if you're over at a party, you know, a, a, a sleepover, Kelsey, don't ever allow anybody to snap a picture of you that you wouldn't want the world to see. If you're in your pajamas or whatever, believe me, I've been in situations where there's cyberbullying going on, and what happens is somebody gets a picture that of of a girl. This has literally happened. I've 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 I, I've talked to people that have done this. They've got a they get a picture of them to where they're embarrassed of the picture. Not even a bad picture. It's not indecent. Whatever. Maybe them with a with a funny face, or maybe they get an embarrassing picture, and then they say, "Send me another picture, or I'll post post this one on on social media." Then they send another picture, and then they say, "If you don't post this one, or if you don't send me another one, I'll send two more." It's it, and basically what they're doing is they're they're predators that are out there, and they're black blackmailing them. That's right. It's people their own age that are doing this. So be careful about that, young people. Whenever you're, whenever you're uh, posting things or taking pictures, where don't ever, don't ever allow anyone. If somebody snaps a picture of you that you wouldn't want on on social media, demand to get their phone and delete it. All right. No sense in even and even giving the enemy any ammunition. Amen. All right. So, um, so this, this principle that, that history teaches us of if we, you know, if we have, if we capture the hearts and minds of the children, we control the, the future. This is a, a, a scriptural principle, all right? The Bible says, train up a child in the way that they should go, all right? When they're old, they won't depart from that way. Okay? Train them up the way that they should go. When they're old, they won't depart. So, in other words, how you train them is how they're going to end up. It, what you give your children at a young age is how they're going to. I remember Dad teaching, uh, uh, you know, on, on the family. He said, he said that that little, you know, one, two year old. Everybody kind of laughing at him and everything. It's 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 kind of cute them uh, laying in the ground throwing a fit. You know, whenever that everybody can laugh at it then, but. You wait till they get 18, 19 years old whenever they're laying in the ground throwing a fit. It don't look too cute then. All right? So what we do to our kids at a young age is training them. Remember, we're not training children. We're training adults. All right? We want them to be able to come up and be, so it's important for us to be able to, to keep that in mind and keep that vision in goal. All right. So the last lesson is going to be how to get it right. How to get it right. Uh, Mark Gregston, he's the founder of Heartlight Ministries in East Texas, um, goes through and talks about, he, he works with, with uh, troubled teens. And he goes through and he talks about how important it is for them to get it in their heart. All right, how important. And he talks about, one of the things I love is he says it's never too late. It's never too late. All right, you may say, well, I don't know what to do now. I've got this, this, and this. I'm actually going to show you a video tomorrow night 
of, of something that can help you if you're in a situation to where your children have a phone and they have social media and they have this and that. I'm, I've got a solution tomorrow night that's going to help you to be able to know how to approach it now since they've already got everything and now how you can come in and, uh, uh, you know, be able to help them put guidelines on those things. All right, so... This is, this is important for us to understand that it's not too late. It's never too late. All right, to start making the right choices now. In this last lesson, we're going to find out how to do it right from this point on. And uh, how, to, how to not just get our children to just, it's like abstinence. You've got to stay off of it. You've got to, you know, we're in this world. And one of the things that I've learned is that, a, 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 you know, somebody who, I mean, you maybe if your children are on board for not having it at all, more power to you. I don't have no problem with that. I think that's great. All right? But if your children are going to go under you, under your authority, and then when they move out, they get so caught up into everything because they don't know how to handle everything, they don't know what it, they they come in they 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 didn't want to but you said no you're this this and this and then they come out of that and you have had no time to train them on how to handle social media you're dealing with dynamite so in other words they got to be on board with this all right so we're going to talk a little bit more about that tomorrow night as well so all right okay so basically tonight we were doing an overview Watching uh, a little bit of the movie Connect, and I want to encourage you that if you haven't, uh, if you haven't yet, I've talked to a few of you guys about about it being on there. Connect by Kirk Cameron. It's on Netflix. Uh, just don't don't stay on Netflix all day, and you'll be all right. <laughs> no, but it's on Netflix. You can rent it off of Prime, and uh, so if you want to to rent that and to watch that, and it kind of you can watch the rest of it if you'd like. And uh, but we're going to be back here tomorrow at seven o'clock. We'll take, we'll take some questions here in just a minute, but, uh, but we're going to be back here at 7 o'clock tomorrow night talking about understanding your child's mind. And so we've got uh, a, a neurosurgeon and neuroscientist that's going to be giving us some very helpful information for us to understand how and why our children are becoming zombies. All right? All right. 